hometown celebrated three championships in seven years, and rarely has someone so tough played so pivotal a part. McCarty draws, McCarty in, McCarty scores! A magnificent goal! Down McCarty! Show that play. Larry Arno, Shanahan, back there it is! He scores! The Red Wings have defeated Colorado! Darren McCarty! Here's a break at center! I love you, but you're a mess. I, I am a mess. I'm a work in progress, I guess you could say. Well, I got to say this work in progress has, you know, made it a priority. I tried to edit my best, and that's why it is a Wednesday, July the 3rd, 11.50 p.m. It's T-Roy, man of the house here because he's not gone. Serves me my Firekeeper 400 Black. Caveman Coffee, as I got a nitro here too, all fired up. You wonder why we're going so late. It, there's a lot of different reasons here. Grind time with Darren McCarty. Yes, I'm your host, Darren McCarty, four-time Stanley Cup champion. And joined as always, Perry Valucci, still here, as always. <laughs> Actually, Perry, great job the other day on the at the golf outing. We'll touch on that in a little bit, but we were over with the uh, Canadian PGA Tour. That's why this show is so late, because... Canada, I didn't know, was in a different fucking time zone, but they move a little <laughs> bit slower. So there's seven meant nine, which meant 9.30, which meant, and then the border. Did you guys get my picture of the border? Oh. Hey, yeah, you like that? Hey, what a... You how wonder why I don't... Well, don't go back over at five when everybody's leaving. I just... Everybody else... I realize... You know how many Canadians are getting paid over here? That's the thing. Anyways, Bam Bam, how you doing? <laughs> good job, good job. T. Ryan, and then this is why it's special because uh, my guest tonight is a longtime friend. Uh, he's actually one. He's not solely responsible for my musical. Uh, I'm going to say he's responsible for letting me see what it's like to be on stage in front of a rocking crowd. Um, I'm talking none other than my brother. Uh, Obviously, Damon Johnson uh, from I'm talking Brother Kane fame. Obviously, you've played name off name off your biography for the fans at home. I've played with a couple of bands, like Alex. D-Mac. So good to see you, it's man. Good to see you too, Great man. to see you. This we is go, so much fun. We're gonna let everybody, and you know what? Because it's grind time with Darren McCarty, and you're in town because you're in Tennessee, and and see you're your recording. You're a musician, yeah. so I'm actually this is musician time. So Perry's the only one we're gonna have to zap T. Roy. <laughs> He's going to nod off, fall asleep over there. Bam Bam's got a tea time. He's just got to worry about his, his girl kicking his ass tomorrow. So that's a good family event. He likes it, though. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's what you understand that as man of the people, T-Roy. That's it. So, But Dave and I go back. So Brother Kane, and I say that as... As I'm looking at your solo album and I'm looking at the vinyl right there. Yeah, and, man. And you? as I'm wearing my moniker necklace, Roman Glick, who uh, plays bass for Jackal now, was in Brother Kane. And this, was that 93 or 94? I think I think the first time we met, actually, bro, was, was if, if I'm not mistaken, it was 96. Was it 96? Okay. It was I, 96. They all go together, bro. Yeah, it was 96 because... Um, I, I, I'll just look up I'll look up the, the record cat, catalog. Like That's the whole thing people have. And, and what I was getting to is I want to introduce people who 
that I call it the infinity circle where you just keep cross paths and, and for different reasons. Like you uh, also too. So we first met 96. That would be down at the Fillmore, the the state. Yeah, for, we played the, the state theater for yeah. WRIF. That's right. And um, if I can refresh your memory. Yes. I've got so many memories flooding back, especially after hearing that glowing show introduction that they just played, man, so for great. grind time. I think every one of those goals, bro, I saw them happen on, you know, watching I, them at home on, in, in Alabama. I lived in Birmingham. But that doesn't surprise me. As Like, I'm just trying to, like, with, with the grind time, is so you're, like, the person in that, you know, a successful musician. You've played with, you know, different bands, you know, numerous bands. You've toured the world. You've, you've done things. You continue to do things as a musician and, and, you know, stretch your stuff. I know that uh, buddy of mine, uh, Scott uh, Gator Anderson on I Seven One's a big fan of yours. Oh, it's awesome, man! Big fan. Well, give I, him, give him my best. Uh, yeah, you and I met when I was in Brother Kane. Yeah, and uh, you know, in the early two thousands, I started playing for Alice Cooper. Right. And uh, then I joined Thin Lizzy in 2011, and then I saw you yeah. when we supported Judas Priest. I think uh, in. October of 11 you came by and I saw you just for a minute and it was it was good to see you and then you know we've crossed paths a couple of other times since then but uh yeah man the story that you and I have together is incredible Matt um I, you know I can't really quantify the role that you wound up playing in my life bro because you introduced me to Linda my wife right and and then you know, you introduced me to hockey, man. Right. Because, look, I'm from Alabama, okay? We didn't have a lot of hockey down there. Well, it helps that your wife's wife's knowledgeable about the sport, oh, too. Oh, super, so, super No, no, I mean, you, you couldn't, like, uh, your wife is a hockey fanatic. Hockey but, fanatic. Like, like but, but knowledgeable. Like, love talking to her even because she, you know, you could name, like, say, uh, oh, this guy's tough. She's, no, he's not. He's a, Yeah, that guy's a whoa, suitcase. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. <laughs> and it's like, dude, I don't want to talk to any dudes. I want to talk to her. No, she and, knows her stuff, man. No, so it was a great introduction, sort of, as I tell these guys. Like, so... So as I get introduced, like with Brother Kane, I got to go on stage and jam with him and stuff like that. So that gave me the limelight to the the show of the show, yeah. which has brought it all around because yeah. I, you know, have Grinder and the band. But now I do this comedy routine, right? So, <laughs> so, so. But I'm not a comedian. I'm as much a comedian. I'm not sensitive enough to be a comedian, and I'm not. I'm not talented enough to be a musician, but I'm an entertainer, right? Yeah. But I get everything I look for in that showman like that the performance the the lead singer without having to sing it's fucking brilliant bro you were great up there i mean I, I was talking to the guys about it earlier um so that was 96 okay roman and i and roman roman's gonna get a lot of shout outs tonight yeah man, hell yeah i love that guy. see roman roman was already a hockey fan he, yeah he, he up, and that's that's where that's key man because he grew up in ohio absolutely. and he had been telling me he's like man you're such a sports fan of football and 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 baseball you got to get into hockey, and I'd just never been exposed to it. So he had been talking about yeah. it, and I was kind of getting, you know, catching up. And, and, we and were Roman's got it. Like, he's smart because he's a D-Mac fan, too. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> but he likes his bruisers, and, and he's, a, he's, a, he's a dude's dude. Right? No, he's so he totally just calls dude. it like he sees it. And That's Roman, man. Yeah. So we're at the, we're at the riff. 
the way it happened, I'm going to refresh your memory, okay, man. Okay, because I don't remember. We were on the, we were on the riff with the legend Arthur P. Yeah, baby. Yeah. So we're doing an interview with with Arthur P. Why, buddy? Never free. And we had the day we had the night off, and he's like, "So what are you guys going to be doing tonight in Detroit with the night off?" Like, oh, we don't know, man. You know, we're just here and glad to see you. Glad to come to the station. And he's like, "Well, hang on a minute. I got somebody on the line." And he, and he, you know, he presses the button. He's like, "Okay, Mac, you're on the air." And you go, "Hey, guys, this is Darren McCarty from the Detroit Red Wings." And you know, Roman about fell out of his chair. You know, and, <laughs> yeah. And, and I was like, "Wow, this is often." And you go, "This is your exact words." You said, "I was calling to see if I could interest you fellas in some tickets to see the Red Wings play tonight." And we were like, "Fuck yes, yes, yes." So, you know. Without embellishing the story too much, because I could go on and on. We went to the game. You had us all set up. You brought us down to the locker room after the game. We met everybody. Yeah. Scotty Bowman, <laughs> Sergey Fedorov, Stevie Y. I mean, it was like a dream or something, man. Like, just crazy. Right. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, and then we went to, uh, after the game, you said, hey, guys, I want to take you over to this club. So we went to the post. Oh, yeah. The legendary yeah, post bar. The la the, the, <laughs> wait, at that time, which people remember the post bar in this story, right? Because yeah, not even totally. this story, but in the history of not only celebrations and everything. And no, listen, we met, you introduced us to Draper. He was at the post. Osgood was there. Yeah, we had a We had a great hang. So... We were walking in, and you said, "Hey, Damon, I want you, I want to introduce you to my friend Linda. She has the NHL Shield tattooed on her shoulder." <laughs> I said, "You want to meet up? You want to meet a hockey? Because you were and and then refresh is because you were." Just uh, like Roman would have talk, talk hockey, Roman, but it was introducing you to the game. And when I walked in, I was like. Dude, here's a perfect person. <laughs> yeah. That no, no, it was it was like fate, and it was almost it was just like I was just like like you know oh here boom it's like yeah. it was the perfect timing, but it was like and so your conversation because you were eager to learn, and plus she was a girl, and so no, it, and it was great, out. man, because because um you know you said oh she's got this tattoo of the NHL shield, well you know. Full disclosure, in my mind, I thought, oh, wow, this, this is probably some rough-looking, you know, <laughs> hockey mom or something. Or like <laughs> whatever. Right. And she, here comes this girl just yeah, drop-dead yeah, gorgeous exactly. man. And Linda. you said, Damon, this is Linda. And I was like, wow. Yeah. you know. And then uh, the other thing I remember from that moment. Because you guys just celebrated an anniversary because you texted me. That, and I, I that, did, that man. That reminded me of how many years? Yeah, that was, uh, let's see, February 20-something. That would have been, bro, that was 23 years dude, ago. that's what it is. Yeah. That's what it was, 23, because yeah. you were just like, dude, just a shadow. And one of those things, which is, you know, like the connection. So the, don't be afraid to reach out and, you know, like I'm – one of those people that you know hey i'm i'm not gonna sit back and say ah what if i should have and there's a lot of stuff that i pass up on and a lot of stuff because as i get older i'm just not into or i'm just the energy level you know it, it, you got to be motivated we to all do, do. we all pass you up know, on stuff man yeah right and that's okay now because yeah. when we were younger right we didn't no we, we didn't wanted know to see it all we wanted because to we didn't all. know what not to pass up on yeah. And that's and then plus that's where we have great times. And then we have <laughs> <shenanigans and shit. laughs> 
Uh, but to be still alive. And I think that's for everybody out there. Well, I, mean, I think it's what makes those stories great too, man. You know, because yeah. now we can look back and look, we all of us, everybody sitting here, yeah. we've been through a lot in the last 23 years. And, Absolutely. And here we are having a great hang. And, and then and we're still, yeah, and then we're still like just chilling and catching up and... And, so, uh, you know, and then that night led to more times that we uh -huh. hung out. You brought us down to a, uh, we got to come to practice Absolutely. one day. You guys, uh, you don't remember this, man, but I was standing up in the, uh, you know, out in the hallways of, of, yeah, out in the concourse looking at all the memorabilia. And I was talking to some girl, I think with the radio station, you were running laps. Oh, Right you on. were running laps around yeah, the concourse. Yeah, I used concourse. to run the concourse all the time. Yeah, you were running laps. And I hate I'm, that stationary bike. And dude. I'm I trying gotta, to be... I got my, OD, my ADHD, I got to be moving. <laughs> I'm, you know, it's... But you guys got to hear this, man. I'm standing there talking to some girl, and I'm trying to look cool and be cool. And Mac is running laps. He comes by and checks me <laughs> into the wall. And he's, you know, he's kind of at a good clip. And he thinks he's just brushing up against me, man. Like, I mean, if I'd have I hit... I forgot he's a musician, right? You know, they're fragile. They're fragile. He totally checked me, bro. I was like, fuck, man. Come on. I'm just a singer and guitar player. You gotta go easy on me. But those were those were great times, man. And you know, again, Roman gets a lot of credit because he was he was already diehard, you know, deep in the hockey. And so that was a special special connection for all of us, man. And then you know, we invited you to come to the Absolutely. show. Absolutely, And you came down. And you were stage, a, you were a fan of our song "Got No Shame." Yeah, well, that's and where everybody might know Brother Kane from or whatever. Do you still play? Like, do you still? I play I mean, that song. I play that song every time I play a show, man. Dude, that's, it, isn't oh, wow. that such a great like, like even now, like sitting back. There's certain certain songs, but it's got that vibe to it, and it's got that the message to it still rings true, if not more, even today as you get older. It's just like, and and you can appreciate this. So with Grinders, so the second album that I wrote the lyrics and and because I don't. You know, you know how musically talented I am, but to, so to write the lyrics and and I wrote the song. My favorite one's called "Be Me," right? It's what can it be? What I want to be? With attitude, no apologies, without compromise, my life, right? Um, and I wrote it in an angry. I was so angry, yeah. like "fuck off, fuck yeah. off, leave me alone, let me be me," right? And now I end every comedy, entertainment, whatever show with that as a dedication to the fans for allowing me to be me, to get to where I am now. And now it's uh, so much out of love. Does that happen to you where All you write time, a song? Man. And, and is that a, can you explain? That's a great story you just told there, Mac. And I'm having a really similar experience now with several of my songs. Can, because Can you elaborate yeah, from, man. from a professional? Because like, to me it's like, I mean, like I said, the... I just like to do a bunch of stuff, and I'm not afraid if I'm bad at it or anything. I'll if I care enough, I'll get good or good enough, right, right, to, right. to where I care. And and um, but when it's here and like to be able to pick your brain and just like for just all the little things, how do not only I process it, but you know other people probably hear 
different songs. And I mean, I hear a song that reminds me of Finger and a Girl back in high school. And then I hear a song, and then I hear that song now, and I, I think about Plant Flowers. <laughs> right, Bam Bam? I mean, this shit happens, right? I mean, that was a little there. That was just this class taste of the Detroit cast, because yeah, we were that, rated for one studios. They're on holidays this week, because fucking fag boys out on a fucking... Rop a stop on the West Coast. Fucking who knows what he's doing out there. I heard he was hooking up with Jerry of the Jack, so. Yeah, maybe. Well, to your that. question. Yeah, sorry. To I your question. Yeah. No, listen, I love I it, man. I sidetrack myself. Listen, but, people, okay. that's why the show is so successful. You have a lot to say and oh, a lot on your man. mind. Dude, but, bro, they, when you and I out. met, yeah. I was, you know, you were at the top of your game, man. You right. know, you were world professional. And I was trying to be at the top of my game and I wasn't really there so much about being a singer you I don't know if you remember the story I never wanted to be the singer no, yeah, I just no, wanted no, to be no, the no, guitar no, player no, man I, 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 I was you fought you I fought it, it, it to it, the no, nail man like it was almost out of like I, no, I remember and tell that story because you fought it adamant. Like, yeah, it was by default. Like, we just couldn't. We had a development deal with Virgin Records. It, it, they were spending was a, some money on us. Time. To, yeah, it, it was. It was time crunch. Came down to yeah. it. It was like, fuck, I got to do this. No, they said, look, yeah. either you, you know, they heard me sing a couple of no, covers one sing. night in the club, and they were like, oh, we didn't know you sang. Well, then you're going to be the lead singer. And I was like, hang on, wait. So my point is, you know, those those early years of Brother Kane, man, I was just hanging on for dear life. You know, how was I to know that, you know, Got No Shame is one of the first songs we ever wrote as a band. And a year later, man, it's the number one song in, on the riff in Detroit. And we're opening for Robert Plant. And Can you play a little Aerosmith. bit for the people? Dude, I'm going to play anything you want, oh, bro. I, 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 get, get us started off with this one. Anything this might take you, you back. What year, what year? Would this be 95, 96? This song, this, Got No Shame came out in 93. 93. 93. And when you and I met, we were already on our second album, and we had another big hit at that time called And Fools Shine On. That's it. Oh, yeah. dude, that's that's <laughs> the, to me, that's the Jeff Tate, Queensryche, um, wow. uh, what's the song I'm thinking of? The uh, 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 silent, silent, silent Lucidity, oh, silent. Yeah. right? That's the because of the way that goes. But here, start it off. So got no shame. Yeah. Can I play it? Please. How, much, how much of it? How much of it? Shut the fuck up, D Mac. No, I mean. Ladies and gentlemen, Damon Johnson. Fools of faith surrounding me and shades of green. Rats and sticks, they all try to get the best of me. Take your left hand 
back down the right road Sister CJ told me about it Just can't seem to live without it Open my eyes forever, baby Don't you waste your time I found shelter, helped to skelter Get inside me, you won't find me Got no shame, got no one to blame Got no shame, all the stakes are hiding up the sky And it's all the same, you'll never feel it Just like pretending that they're everything they're not I don't like it, I don't need it I won't take it at all Got no shame, got no one to blame Got no shame, all the stakes are high like up the sky Got no one to blame. All the same. Gonna taste the wine, cause it's right there in front of me. You won't find that now, now. Damon oh, yeah. Johnson, first grind time, <clears throat> new studio, grind time with Darren Bacardi, live performance, and it's so apropos that it's you, my brother, <laughs> as good as always. I am Check honored, man. I'm honored. Thank so, you. So, you know what, and fun. if you go through that, so like, let's talk a little bit about that song, about when you guys wrote that song, so back to what we were talking about before, of, of a place where you wrote it from and then you performed. And you are talking before you played about just trying to survive. So from my experience of trying to survive, especially doing that, if you're thinking about something, then you can't really let it naturally flow as opposed to now, 20-some years later, when you do it here. Yeah. I mean, here's what I'll tell you, brother, is that because the guys and I were talking earlier before you got well, here. I, you know, I mean, it's now, amazing you had enough time with fucking the boy Perry blabbers on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. Yes. No, but I like you, how he as, takes charge, though. Yeah, like right. It. As you know, I'm a full time solo artist now. I'm Absolutely. just Damon Johnson full time, and I was ready to make that change, and I'm and I'm loving that. But man, it's giving me this kind of reacquaintance with all of my catalog, all my songs. Yeah. And it's interesting what you brought up earlier, brother. That so many of my songs mean something totally different to me now, dude. And that's that, what's great that, about. That's what I love about music, Mac, is that you can write a song about one thing and you felt this way 10, 20 years ago, but 
you know, but as good, an artist, good songs you can relate right. to all kinds of stuff, and and now it means something totally different to me. But than it did, but I, is then is that exciting as an artist to oh, rediscover yeah. yourself because it's it's your you're and as a solo artist, okay. So let's go to that because you're an expression like uh, grind time with Darren McCarty is an expression of me. Yeah. Um, your solo artist expression of yourself. So now you can go through the catalog and play these songs again and and get reacquainted and be like, oh, because people got to realize that it's from the southern. You know, bro, what would you categorize Brother Kane as? Well, we were kind of a hot mess. Yeah, no, no, as far as our stuff, no, no, but, you, you know but what I mean. Was, but I mean, we started definitely started kind of like a southern hard rock band. There's right. no question those those influences were there. And then you know, Seeds that had in Fool Shannon was more riffy. Yeah, maybe you know we were definitely influenced by some of the other bands around us that we were listening but, to. But but my point being, and then you go play with Alice Cooper, then you play with Thin Lizzy. So I mean, like the fact that you. You have all this that you've done all over the place, but you never got to bring it all together and say, hey, oh, I got this, or hey, this. Is there any song or anything yeah. in particular that surprised you or was something that you go back to or inspired you to write something new? I'm going to tell you this right now. There's a song on our third and final Brother Kane album called Mirror Ball, and it's kind of a, a mid-tempo, it's very melancholy and I've had so many fans and even you know family members through the years come to me and go, man, that I love that song so much. And I just never, I knew it was good, but it just, I wasn't even really sure. What is sure. the song about? I wasn't sure, Mac. Did you write That's it? That's what I'm I did write it. Yes. And, and so explain <laughs> that. I wrote it. And, and, and for everybody out there, grind time. This, and, and so, so, and this happens as far as the creative mind where you put it out there, but it doesn't necessarily exp have the explanation or the 100% explanation until, I guess, maybe you're ready. But, yeah, you know, I mean, isn't that, Perry, Perry, I got a question for you. Is that not, is that not like, weird to hear, like, because I'll hear, so you can write a song and it maybe means so much different to me or whatever else. But the man who wrote it himself doesn't know what it's about. That's very weird. I mean, that's just... Uh, well, you know, it's, it's trying, unique, trying to but it's it awesome out, but because it means so many different things and then at different times, and I think that's the... Well, take a song like Got No Shame. Yeah. You know, when it was written, we had that riff. Yeah. And then I start singing a melody, so I start going... I don't know what I'm going to say. So then I step back from all that and I go, okay, this makes me feel like, oh yeah, I remember those guys were really kind of jealous of us getting this record deal and there was another band that was really kind of talking smack about us around town and now we're, we're doing, you know, now we're doing it and we're yeah. having some success and I'm not going to feel sorry for that. I'm, I have right, no right, regrets. you worked your ass off to get it. So, so look at everything I just said to you. Absolutely. All, those, all that is in the yeah. lyrics of the songs. Yeah. You know. Fool, the beauty, the be fools the, of faith surrounding yeah. me in shades of green. That was the envy of that other right, band. Right, but, but let's talk, let's talk about that for a minute because I, it, when people after the yeah, lear, you know, learning to listen to music or whatever, but the, exactly what you're saying, but how you say it, and I think that that's the 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 beauty that I love about your writing is it's so like. Wow, the way you put the words together, but the way they flow and like like uh, black cat opened my eyes forever, like yeah. just like you know, like just different things that 
What is that? Where does that come from? Well, listen, man, thank you, first of all. Secondly, I have to give a lot of credit to my, my co-writer back then, uh, my longtime friend, Marty Fredrickson. Marty had, had been a writer longer than I had, so he was really helpful. And particularly with what you just said, you know, we could write the, the lyrics and we could put it all together in a song, but Marty really helped me express it right. effectively. You know, we spent a lot of time together and he got to know me on a personal level. So when I got behind the microphone, he could say, all right, man, let's sing that second verse again. And this time, don't try so hard. You're really pushing, like, just sing it like right. we're having a conversation. Right. Sing it like we're having a conversation. Little things like that, he would say, and I'd go, oh, okay. And it made it so much easier for me. Absolutely. Because I was freaking out. Would that, would that be helping part of your journey as the front man and as the singer? That's, yeah. is Was that the... Not the golden ticket, but like a key because you always the, the one thing too with grind time with Darren McCarty is if you notice whoever you talk to, there's no solo acts. You know, it's always somebody. Even though his professional title is a solo artist, oh yeah, but he's currently, got a currently. whole. But it's like what even it's almost more that these days you find the people that are supposedly solo are are. are the successful ones are surrounded by a great team. Great that's team. what I'm trying. You that, have a that's team. That's what I'm trying. You have a team. That, I have a team. Right, yeah. right. So, but it's it's the fact to make you to know you and to make you try to make you succeed. That's what you know. Tell all these guys is that you like we all know we're uh, we all the same goal, and that's just to go rise. And I know, and they know that the, the higher I go, they're coming too. And it just because it's the enjoyable thing, but. So that's as in the group, but how does that elaborate now from what you, because we, we, the, to me, that's like coaching and that's like you're remembering in the minors and, or, or when you first made it, maybe you had a coach or somebody that showed you a couple. That, no that doubt about it, man. No, there's so many, there's definitely sports analogies so that work with, with what I'm doing in the music business. No, no question. So about right, it. Th right there, quick tip to young Damon or all the young Damons out there to bypass if they feel the same as you did back then about, you know, trying to just hold on or whatever. What would you tell yourself with the knowledge you know now? You've got to put in the reps. You have got to put in reps, just like an athlete, man. You've got to get out there and run those laps in the concourse. You have got to, you know, you you, you got you to gotta have that guitar in your hand. You've got to write 100 songs. To write one great one, man, you got to write a hundred crappy ones. You know what, Perry You've Vellucci? Got to do the work. Perry Vellucci, do the bam, work. Bam, T. Roy. You know what, fellas? And a grind time out there. What did I? What do I always say? Is that what do I? What did I find out is the secret sauce in life? It's hard work. It's so. So the idea is, if you're gonna work hard, be passionate about something, yeah. right? And you might not be able to write that song right away but the more you work at it the better you get and it's about the journey not the destination and if i can impress that upon any younger person i know it's hard and i and it, because patience younger is the hardest thing and then Ugh. you realize as you get older the most valuable thing is time yeah man right so it's if we can get the, the the, the youth just to understand it. I didn't understand you didn't understand that it's okay not to understand it but maybe you'll get it a little earlier well I think that's you know where we're all at now man I'm just so much more comfortable in my own skin mm. now 
much more than I was back when, oh, when you and I first met. I mean, everything used to just blow me away in a good way. Every, yeah. Everything was just, oh my God, this is incredible. Oh, wow, this is incredible. Oh my gosh. You know, Jimmy Page wasn't like that. Jimmy Page knew he was a badass and he knew his band was amazing and his songs were amazing. You know, like if I could have had that kind of confidence, you know, back in the 90s. Who, who are you impressed with uh, that, you know, the musicians or celebrities or that you've met but impressed because of the person there's so many like who matches who matches give me give me like three that like okay so let's talk alice cooper well i mean alice is a legend man well you know he's a legend because he's not only you know uh broke the barrier with with what he did musically but uh you know i've never met him i'd love to golf with him and and you will I, i'm gonna make that happen will you will yeah, you that would be a buckle list well alice was a pioneer but alice worked really hard that's alice, what i'm alice right? had a great team around him and people he, didn't realize how hard he worked and what he went through yeah oh he went through it all man right to he be able to talk and and what's that like playing like with you know, well, you know, for me to come right out of Brother Kane and only a couple years after that get the opportunity with tour with Coop, and you guys got to understand, man, that was a big like pressure release. Like, man, I don't have to make any decisions. Absolutely. I don't have to be the middle of the stage and and be. It was so easy, man. No spotlight. No, it was all. It was so much fun. Hey, it's like when you see all this NBA money getting thrown around, and it's the whole thing is that. So you want to be a big dog? It's like the Kyrie Irving thing. Is that yeah. you know what? Second fiddle's not bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can hide in the shadows, dude. Second fiddle. Trust me, I got four cups, and I'm a grind liner. I got the name of a lion. I'm part of. I mean, it's not bad down here, Bam Bam. It's not bad. <laughs> That's the humblest I think I've heard him in quite a while. That's a great analogy, bro. Well, it was so awesome to be second fiddle to a legend. You know, I learned so much, and that did so much for my confidence. What would you learn that you didn't think? You know, like obviously, like perform, like work ethic, obviously. Well, work ethic, I never was short of. No, you. You know, I always worked hard, but you know, Alice just taught us all a lot about attitude, like the right. You know, there's different kinds of attitude. But he taught us how to just kind of walk on stage with that sneer and lean. He used to always say, Damon, I want you leaning forward. I want you sticking that guitar in their face. And when it's your time to take a solo, the stage is yours. You forget I'm even there. I want you, you know, chin strap tight, head in it. Let's go. I love it. And he gave me, you know, as much exposure and platform as you could ever ever and respect want. it sounds total like. respect man that's that that's the what the great you know that and that's one thing that is not everybody can can do is treat everybody else with respect yeah, and you, you know and coop definitely had that detroit upbringing too man i mm-hmm. think that's a big part of it you know that's you know the city of detroit and that whole attitude that exists there it's a part of my life now with my family with Love my it. wife with her family playing with alice all the success that Brother Kane had in the city, man. Absolutely. You know, every, I, I love this town, man. So this is so... What's your uh, type of town? Because you're, you know, you're, you're a grind line musician, man. Yeah, you I mean, oh, you bro, are you kidding me? People you, always go, oh, the rock star. And I always go, hang on, bro. I hang out with some rock stars. Yeah, I know. I got. I, good, I got a good black book, man. Yeah, I man. Got a good I have a great. I have a great Rolodex in my phone. But I am a blue collar working stiff, and I love it. Yeah. I love it, man. It's what I've always done. Yeah. And you know, I've learned a lot from these these 
cats that I've been able to tour with and write songs with and make records with. You know, I wrote a song with Sammy Hagar. I wrote a couple songs. Stevie Nicks recorded one of my songs. I mean, wow. a lot has happened, you know, since those Brother Kane days. So all of that has helped kind of, it's definitely helped me with my confidence in myself as an artist, as a songwriter. You asked me a minute ago who I'd like, you know, people that impressed me. Um, not ironic, you know, Jack White, I'm a big fan of, man. Jack is so such a student of music. He's a student of the history of music, the history of recording, the things he's doing outside of the great songs he writes and the badass records he makes. He's trying to preserve the, the, just the, the legacy, man. Exactly. You, you know, of, I mean, of. a lot of us musicians are selling way more vinyl records now because of Jack White. Yeah. You know, he's 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 really been a, a well. There's a resurgence in the, the front. Yeah, now. man. Meltdown's got me going in. I'm I'm about he's to play a huge part player. of it. I'm about to turn you on to an artist that you may not know about. Uh, he's another Alabama boy like me, but Love he's uh, he's about 20 years younger than me, maybe 15. But uh, he's an, an amazing singer songwriter named Jason Isbell. And there are nice. people that are listening to your podcast right now that are very familiar with Jason. Well, I am not, but I will be. Jason's story is, is incredible. Uh, he spent some time in a great band called the Drive-By Truckers. That you I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, man, Jason really struggled with the alcohol big time. I understand. Big time. That. And he kind of lost his spot in that band because of it. And he kept writing. And... Uh, about 2014, man, 15, somewhere in there, he, he turned it around, he got sober, and then he dropped a landmark record on all of us, an album called Southeastern. And I'm talking Neil Young, Springsteen, Joni Mitchell level, incredible. And, uh, you know, man, and now the guy, he's got life by the ball. Yeah. Def oh, bring the bell. No, no, if you, you listen to a couple no, of... No, no, but you're saying it. So, I mean, that's just like, you know, no, wow. No, it's, it's incredible, man. And listen, he's inspired me. He's inspired this record that I just put out in March. Now, how does he inspire you? Just to because of his songwriting. I listen to those songs and I go, I thought I had written a couple songs, man. I've got so much work to do. I have a long way to go. And, you know, the, the, the skill that he has, his ability to tell his own story in the context of just some really simple chords. That's, awesome. That's the thing about it too, man. It's not complex stuff. It's very, you know, four chords in the truth, man. It's so great. I and love it. Jason, I'm going to probably go home and listen to it. I love it. No, hey, you man, must, man. Let's, uh, let's bring him up man. with you. Yeah. Bro, both of you come up and play a show up here. Oh, my God. I would play with Jason anytime, man. Yeah. He's, no, Jason's kicking ass, man. He's probably doing, uh, what's the theater now in Detroit? Is it the Fox? Fillmore and Fox. He, yeah. he could do three nights there right now. Wow. Guaranteed. Um, no, Bam Bam. Bam Bam. Great producing. If you wonder in the background, what the hell sounds like a cheeseburger wrapper? Well, they got these grind time super stroke <laughs> grips that I'm going to sign and send out to the winners. Um and uh, they had plastic on them because I didn't want to get any schmegba on them. So, <laughs> so I was rumbling it. So it was me. I can't yell at Perry. I Mac, you've got to let me talk you out of one of those super stroke grips, bro, for uh, my putter. I got it. I, <laughs> dude, tough negotiator, Damon. Tough negotiator. Look at that. It's got the I'm the grass. wrong guy. Yeah. Nick, we need more. Yeah. Dean, we need more yeah. super stroke. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Play, hey, don't worry. I know, I know where to go. Um, yeah. Play us another song. Your choice. 
new one, old one. Yeah, yeah something you want to try out. Fat or? one, yeah, skinny one, try out. In the spirit of everything we've just been talking about, I'm so proud of my new record. I love these songs so much. I love the lyrics to these songs so much. So how? Let's let's. So is this the Damon? No, it's on, oh, it's on the vinyl. The new record, the Memoirs vinyl. Memoirs of an record. Uprising. Yeah, mem- Memoirs of an Uprising. It's 10 songs, brand new. You know, these are not old songs that were sitting around. And uh, I want to play the first single, which is track one on the album. This song is called Shivering, Shivering. Well, hold on. Let me put my coat on. Yeah. <laughs> put your coat on. Stop no, shivering. I mean, no, no, because, I, no, I mean, it, that's like, that's like a... Um, an Inuit person, which is an Eskimo or somebody <laughs> up north, that says like you know they put on a snowsuit. Like, are you not going to put something even more on? Like, they know something you don't. I know something you don't. You're gonna get, it's going to get shivering, you're gonna shivering get, in here. Yeah, you're going to get chills. I'm going right. to get chills. I know. That's, it. All right. That's the greatest. Ladies thing. and gentlemen, Damon Johnson <laughs> from his. New album, Memoirs of an Uprising, with his first single. I got my sweater on because it's going to be shivering, shivering. Something's got me all shivering, shivering. I'm seeing double and I'm bending shapes. I'm having visions all trembling, I'm nodding off and I'm switching lanes. And oh, it's unsettling. I can tell I'm out of range I can tell things are different, different She's got a way that I can't explain Something's got me all shivering, shivering I'm hearing voices, my direction's changing Oh, it's unsettling how did I drift away? I'm helping space, space between the lines. The space that floods my mind, has me saying things, doing things that I know. Take it like it's medicine, medicine Still always looking for that holy place Look in my eyes, desolate, desolate Your lips have that medicine taste And oh, it's unsettling The way you say my name Out heaven's face Space between the lines The space that floods my mind Has me saying things Doing things That I know ain't right And we intertwined It keeps the smell small rise Life is feeling rigged Like I'm getting tricked And I can't decide If I Simply lost my mind Oh, we're running out of time 
Did you think I'd never find out all your crimes? Got me all shivering, shivering. I'm seeing double and I'm bending shapes. I'm having visions all trembling, trembling. I'm nodding off and I'm switching lanes. Space between the lines. Space it floods my mind. Has me saying things and doing things. Keeps us mesmerized. It's got me seven and seven brown. I'm a seven and seven brown. It's got me seven and seven brown. I'm a seven and seven and seven. Yeah, hell yeah, gentlemen, David Johnson. From oh. the album Memoirs of Uprising, Shivering, Shivering. I love, dude. That that has such your feel to it too. The 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 tempo breaks. The thank you, man. The, oh. No, dude. And and I think that if the intention of that song was to build, the, you know, like the intensity, but the um, some tension. Might be of like a heartbeat, like a, 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 a you know the adrenaline intense moment, and then that. That flush, maybe that scare, fear, cold go through you. Great, that f- all of that, man. That's Thank you. You you were you were listening. Yeah, no, I, mean, I was feeling that- it, dude. I mean, and great job, Bam Bam, on the sound, by the way. Um, but great, uh, thank you for that, Mac. No, yeah. no, no, dude. I mean, and that's what it always is because it's it's I listen to music a little differently, you know, being taught. And, and obviously having um, friendships with guys like you and Zach Wild, but being taught by, you know, J- James Anders, who was the bass player and grinder that passed away in 05, but, you know, about how to listen properly to music and hear what you like and what you don't. I, I really, you know, have that. Is that a taste of, like, why? And I could see why... There's so much emotion in it. So is that what the album is? Is because it's emotional, but it's, it's, it feels like it's, it's, it's freeing emotion, and it's okay. It's like it's like, hey, there's crying and there's laughing and there's sad. There's life, but it's okay. Yeah, there's a lot of there's definitely a lot of life in this record, Mac. And you know, it's ten songs. It's it's kind of a short record. You know, it's like about thirty five minutes. All all ten songs and. I just had a lot to say. And the great thing about being a songwriter is if you find yourself in a moment in life where you have a lot to say, it makes the songwriting that much easier, that much more fun. Dude, songwriting is hard work, bro. It's hard work, you know. Is it still hard, as hard as it was when you first started songwriting? No, it's not as hard, you know, because it's like you do something long enough, you hope you get better at it. And, you know, I've 
I don't struggle with it as much now. Like if I go to pick up the guitar and I go, all right, I'm going to put in some time and write something. If it starts to be a struggle, I step away from it. Because yeah. any song that you have to really Work. grind over usually doesn't turn out to be a very good song. The great ones just kind of fall in your lap. They really do. Yeah. Um, I wrote something yesterday over at, uh, over at my aunt and uncle's house. You know, I just I heard a little melody in my head. I picked up the guitar and like, oh, yeah. You know, I put it on my phone, so I'll come back to it. You know, next week when I'm yeah. home in Nashville, and I'll go, yeah, let me work on these lyrics because I know the melody's good, I know the riff is good, and you know, I can hear the whole that, thing in my. Is that head. usually where it starts for you with the? Yeah, music? a lot of times. You know, on on, um, on the new album, Memoirs of an Uprising, there were a lot of lyrics written in advance because um, because like you expressed that. You yeah, had I had a lot, a lot to, to say. say, man. Yeah, I've I've got an old friend. His name is Jim Troglin. I brought him in to help me. It's always nice to collaborate. It's a lot more fun to bounce things off of someone that you respect and that you trust. And because, I, do you think it's because the age too, it's like, like you said, it's not a, such a competition. You, you mentioned writing got no shame where it's like, everybody's, you know, you can't, you can't say nice about somebody or you can't like somebody else. It's not cool or whatever. I mean, now as you get older, it's, and, and I look at golf. Right where the young kids sort of change that, where they want to beat their beat each other's brains, and I get it. But there's also too that it's like, all right, if I can't do it, I want one of my buddies to do it, and I like that because that's sort of the way that I approach the game. You know, I I want to beat that snot out of everybody I play with, <laughs> but I want everybody to play the absolute best that they yeah. can. And then if I and then if it doesn't happen or whatever, like I, you don't you ever hate seeing people struggle we and i'm glad you're bringing up golf and and because i want to tie that into a lot of the stuff we're talking about uh because i i started playing golf not really right around the time you and i met okay 96 yeah you know i didn't play as a kid i wish i had Mm because it just took my swing was just horrible man and i think it's harder when you start later in life you know you get too many bad habits clicked in but alice cooper there's, you know, we played yeah, hundreds dude, of like, rounds. All this, tell us, are the stories of Alice and golf like ever? Like it's everywhere. They're all true, so, man. So, I, just, so, did you get to play, Mac? Listen, how does I, it, I how told, does it work? Were I you told, all, were I, you all, hey, were you? Were you <laughs> did you just? Was Alice Cooper like your Steve Eiserman and he just fought, you know, you got to go where he wanted? Or, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, no, he was totally my Steve Eiserman. Yeah. Wherever Coop went, I would go with him. Yeah, and uh, he always invited me. He there would uh, out of five years touring hey, with Perry, him. Hey Perry, see that he invited him. Yeah, right. He didn't. <laughs> it, it, Perry, Perry oh, shows shit. up all the. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I have so five. many. I know. You I mean, I could, bro. I could spend two hours talking about just Alice Cooper golf stories. So I'll try to content condense the two I want to share with you now. Okay. One is is I got he, I did the audition, and he called me. I had flown back home to Alabama where I lived at the time. He called me two days later to say, Damon, you got the gig. We, we love how you play, how you sing. I want you to do the gig. I'm like, Alice, thank you. I'm so excited. This is going to be a lot of fun. So we talked about the set list right before we hung up. I said, Coop, can I ask you one last question? I said, is it okay if I bring my golf clubs? And he goes, oh. you play golf? And I said, well, I play at golf. I'm not like... I'm not very good, man. I said, but I love it, and I and I want to get better. And I said, you know, I thought I could bring my clubs and throw them under the bus. We could play like 
I don't know, three or four times a month. He busted out laughing. He goes, three or four times a month. He goes, Damon, I play every day. You just won the lottery. <laughs> Absolutely. See, that's, that's bro, awesome. as you deserve to, because yeah. that's the whole thing. You did yeah. carries on the same fucking yeah. gravy yeah. train. Right? I haven't yeah. hit the lottery yet. I'm, I'm getting hey, there. Hey, speaking I'm of that, hey, what a great segue you just gave me, right? <laughs> speaking of that, because I gave you the super... Because I gave you the super stroke yes. party rep. Yeah, don't take right? that back. I no, want no. that. That's killer. No, that's all you. Awesome. But, but you know what? Because you got to know, and I'll tell you this too, because as you and Perry were talking about golfing, Cattails Golf Club, it's 18-hole championship track in South Line, former home of the LPGA Futures Tour, Michigan Amateur Qualifier, and more. Two very unique nines, one unique golfing experience. When you play the front, there's wetlands. That's where Perry usually loses most of his balls, ah. right? But hardwoods and native forests, he comes back strong on the back. Um, range, multiple practice areas, and full bar and menu on the course. Come out to the course at the Grind Time Family Place. I'm actually going to be out there Friday morning. Wow. Uh, but for anybody else who wants to go during the week, check out the Facebook page. For an exclusive offer to Grind Time fans, that will get you 18 holes of golf and a cart for $25 during the week. Is that a good deal? Oh my god, bro! And this, hey, Cattails is a good track, man. Thanks to everybody out there. They're they're what we say in the T Roy world. What up, fam? That's right. <laughs> what up, fam? What up, fam? That's um, great, man. So that that's so, a good deal. So, so where, listen, where's the where's the best most like golf courses that you played? We man, we played everywhere. Like every great, we course. played everywhere. We played. played Augusta? Whistle, we played Whistling Straits. We did not play Augusta. Okay, well, the, I've the, not the, been invited. Greg, I mean, that, no, no. I mean, like if you dropped Augusta on me right there, dude. Like no, Pebble, no, played Pebble. Yeah, yeah. Well, I played, played Bethpage Black. Ooh. Yeah, uh, we Pinehurst played uh, Pinehurst. We played uh, um, Jacksonville, uh, TPC Sawgrass. Play Lincoln Hills. I don't know if we played Lincoln Hills. Oh, that's in Birmingham. Yeah. It's only nine holes. We played there. Dude, I mean, there were a lot of places. See, hey, that's the thing. Is that what you got? That was a great time with Darren McCarty test by Darren McCarty to his buddy Damon Johnson to let you know he is not a liar. No, I man. No Lincoln Hills. He's like, I don't know. I don't know. If we you played ever played Lincoln. Oakland Hills? Over here, the one they played the Ryder Cup, uh, U.S. Open. I'm trying to. You probably remember. would have remembered because it's like elephants are buried in the greens. And, yeah, and um, you would have had about a miserable motherfucking time. <laughs> <laughs> like you get off there and and you're like, holy but Jesus. Yeah, we, you know, listen, man, we played almost every day. This is not an exaggeration. If the tour throughout, so give a us six yeah, months. Yeah. If if there were ninety tour dates, yeah. We played easily seventy-five rounds of golf. Not exaggerating. So, not so if so, give me a like a you're out you're out on the uh, the week, right? So you're like Thursday. We're, we're first off the tee. Thursday gig on the bus to the next city. Get in. Alice has a tee time at eight a.m. or seven a.m. Seven a.m. Oh, we love early. We bird. would always play early. Listen, man. One of my another one of my great memories. I love memories. playing first out. One of my too. memories with Coop, man, is that we'd have on the gear ready to start the show. You know, I'm in full leather, yeah. leather pants, jacket. I got my makeup on, and you know, does somebody do your makeup? No, I learned to do it myself. Okay, <laughs> just just a little tidbit out there. Yeah, does Alice I, do his own. Yeah, he does it. See, there he you go. It. I mean, he, you know, he had to help me. He and his daughter Calico, they gave me some pointers in the beginning. No, no, but that's but that's okay to 
Right, that's what it's all about. No, for Coop, it's part of the ritual. You know, he everything is timed See, just but right. But I love that. People Pre-show. need to hear, know that because that's what makes Alice Alice, and it's always been that way. Pre-shot routine, pre-show routine. You know, you got to wow. have all that stuff, man. Absolutely. So, 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 so I would be standing there ready to start the show, and then I would feel Alice come up beside me, you know, top hat, the cane, the big jacket, and the boots. He would whack me on the boots with his cane. He'd go, Damon, 6.30 lobby call. Whistling Straits tomorrow. I'd go. Oh, he'd give you the he'd give you the next day. Hey, so it'd be like, don't screw it up, yeah. or else I'll find yeah. somebody else to play. Yeah, but um, you know, man, people ask me all the time. Well, hey, did you ever beat Alice Cooper? Okay, the answer to that question is a couple times. I scored better than Alice, but you know what? It wasn't because. I shot a 78 and he shot a 79. He just, he didn't have a very good day and I happened to put a few good shots together and I maybe scored better than him. Dude, Alice will put it on you. That guy can play. What's he shoot? What's his? He's about a four yeah. on, a, on, a, on a regular basis. Nice. Um, I mean, I'm, you and he would have a great round because yeah. you're playing great, man. You know, I'm starting to get her going again. No, you're getting it going. But yeah. Coop is so consistent. Like, it's frustratingly consistent. Oh, so I'd, I'd wear him down. Every, we everything wear each other just, out. Everything yeah, is would. just... We wear each other out. I mean, yeah. you can outdrive him. You know, we... I, I yeah, no, no, him all the time. This, but everything was just right down too. the middle. Everything was down the middle. Great short game. He can putt, you know. So we're, hey, sounds like freaking I should have been an Alice Cooper's fan. <laughs> no. No, no, I could have been was the guy. roadie or something. You know, yeah, like you could have been my guitar guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I did roadie in 06 on uh, uh, Ozfest week with uh, Zach and Black Label. How and much fun was that, bro? How much fun that had oh, to be! Dude, a blast. I've got him coming in here uh, August 9th when he's in town. Awesome, Zach. So, so my, let me tell you my. Yeah. Uh, can I tell you my Please. my favorite Alice Cooper golf joke? Oh yeah, yeah. So. My uh, my oldest daughter Heather got married, and you know the tradition is the father of the bride gives the toast at the wedding rehearsal dinner. Right. So my daughter was really nervous about this. My ex-wife was very nervous about this. <laughs> so anyway, I get up and I go, I go, folks, I'm going to give the toast to the bride and groom. Before I do, I need to tell you a little story. This guy I work for, he plays a lot of golf. And he's always got something to say about every shot. Like one day I'm standing over a putt. I'm standing over a putt, and I go, boss, I don't know about this putt. What do you think? He goes, well, what you got there, Damon, is a rock Hudson. And I said, what's that, boss? He says, well, it looks straight, but it isn't. Oh. Ah. So, the, so, so, so the next day... I hit a tee shot, and man, it like caroms off this tree branch, and it bounces off a rock, and it kind of trickles into the fairway. Oh, you're eager to. I'm not in bad. <laughs> I'm not in bad shape, and he goes, "Oh, Damon, Damon, that's a Barbara Streisand." I said, "What's a Barbara Streisand?" He says, "Well, it's kind of ugly, but it still works." Ah! Oh, boom! So then the next day, I had a really great tee shot. I had a good approach right up to the green. I'm holding my finish, but the ball just catches a little extra air and kind of goes over the flag to the back side of the green. I'm still gonna, I'm still putting, but I, it's a long putt. We walk up to the green. I go, ah, this is going to be a long putt here, boss. And he says, yeah, that's called a son-in-law. I said, what's a son-in-law, boss? He goes, it wasn't exactly what you were looking for, but it'll do. <laughs> 
play with Alice just wow. so I'm going to start naming yeah. So you can imagine me telling that at say, my daughter's, you know, wedding rehearsal dinner, and, you know, everybody was cracking. Uh, that was uh, great. So I thanked Alice awesome. for that, you know, the next day. Dude, that is awesome. Um, yeah, man. So you're golfing, Mac. I saw a video of you playing with your boy up there in Canada. The oh, yeah, that, the other day. Oh, did you see? I'll show him the videos. Yeah. Kid that yeah, shot the you know, 59. They, listen, you know what the problem is? I was trying to tell Perry this the other day, okay? Now, I play in front of 20,000 people, screaming and yelling, right? I go out on the golf course. I got to fucking play with Perry. I got to play with the fucking 97-1 guys. I got to fucking, I got Rieger and 100 fucking 23 shots I got to watch. The problem is, guys, if I was on the tour, I'd probably be shooting 67, 66. It's just that I don't have the motivation. Right. But as you see, when the cameras are on, money goes up. down. You step up, bro. Well, yeah, I got a great story, and, and you'll appreciate this as well. So, so here I grind time with Darren McCarty, right? I'm about the grinders and the real people and stuff like that. So, as you know, my bucket month list uh, started in June with driving the uh, fastest lap for the Detroit Grand Prix with Connor Daly. So, wow. Connor Daly's my IndyCar guy, Michael Annette came on uh who's a xfinity driver um he's you know upper comer guy so i attached my flag to him um and then our boy ryan alice who races twice a year usually in the road course where we got our flag on him too wow. um so uh that's what we're about is like uh, point out some up-and-coming guys and saying that alex bowman won his first race finally for the 88 team rick hendrick motorsports Big win, you know, it, it, you know, with Nate Lashley, obviously the Rocket Mortgage last week um, after losing his parents and his girlfriend in college and stuff and to come back. It's just yeah. adversity, but people to cheer from. So the, net, the, the newest one, and this kid's going to win, he's going to probably, it, well, not probably, he will graduate to the web.com tour next year. Um, he's ninth on the order of merit in the PGA of Canada, but his name's Grayson Sig. And what a great kid. And and out of anybody that I've met being as, a, what is he, 23 or 24? 20, just turned 24. Right? Is that mentally, he's got it. Like, he knows himself. His self-awareness or what he needs to do or whatever. And not, I'm not, and not even this game is just money. But just the type, this attitude and stuff. So this is somebody that you're going to, that you, I'm going to watch. He's going to move up and is something that I think... You know, in the next four or five years, you could win a uh, pro tournament. Just like the second, the, the second place guy at the this tournament, the PGA, Doc Redman, it was sixth in the money order. At finished in the last week tournament in the Canadian Tour. Now wow. he's exempt because he finished second to the Open and stuff. But anyways, so Perry decided. Uh, so it, now, granted, so we're playing in the pro. I'm going to play with two owners and Grayson from. Uh, the Ambassador Golf Club, where the event's going on starting tomorrow. Uh, so we're playing up tees. He's playing back, right? And probably the tees are probably like 60 to 80 yards up, right? But I hit one on, on the 10th hole, and I'm like three yards ahead of him. Now, I grant, granted, I drove him, and me being a smart ass, like, oh, bro, looks like I got you on this one. And he <laughs> turns to me, and he goes, he goes, yeah, but you won't get me on this one. Like the second one, right? <laughs> I'm going, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I know I know where to count my eggs. And I go, that's fine. He hits it to about, what, three feet, Perry? Yeah. 
And I hit it to about four feet. Right behind <laughs> three, him. No, you weren't even three. You were like three inches behind him. Not that far. Three inches yet. behind him. Right same line. I make, he misses. Uh, right? So, so yeah. Right? So, never in his life will he live that down. Ever. <laughs> in the history, Bambi. We got him career. on five years from now, and he's toasting, and he's winning that major or whatever in ten years. He's going to remember. Because the best part is the next hole, he steps up, and, and I see he's like, he gives me that, like, look, and I look at him, and, and I know that look when it's like a true athlete in his sport Game is on. like, fuck you, watch this, and he stonies it. Like, like gimme. Like, inches, almost holds it. I hit it about 20 feet, 15 feet over the pin, but I walked up and made it. So we both, I had with three, and I go, that's what we do. You're not, you know, like, and he... The fact that he loved, like, just that competitive, and we had such a f- laugh about it. Perry can elaborate on the on the type of kid he is, and and because Perry, hey, you think he made your ears bleed today? <laughs> he, I I let Perry drive around and walk around with him. The poor kid couldn't hide. Perry followed him into the fucking bathroom by accident. Perry did not make my ears bleed. It was no. a great time. Well, hey, we, we had a good talk, but yeah, Grayson. Uh, what the, were you impressed about? Oh, just that the 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 the, the mental toughness. I mean, he's he, you can see Mac his makeup. He's got it. He's ready to make the next step. I think the a huge factor for him was golfing with you yesterday. That it's teaching him. He he really he didn't know Darren at first, and then as no, we like, told you gotta him, remember he's twenty four years old. So he did. So yeah. but I the, might but, as well be like unless. But wait, you know what he said? So Joey Garber's from. Uh, Petoskey area, so he's a friend of his and stuff. So he'd mentioned, like, said he was playing with me, and Garber's like, "Oh, ask him about this, check this up," because he's a hockey fan, right? So he, I, it was sort of learning about me as the round went on, and ah, and, yeah. and and I'm a lot like Alice. I got a comment for everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I dude, I, I'll talk in the middle of my I did, swing. I didn't. I notice. got play by play. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I got play by play. I mean, I yeah, he'll, he will hold shit. a pose if he likes the shot. But he, uh, I'll hold the pose. Too. Grace Grayson was just, I think, Mac. Just the fact that that you you got him going, challenging him a little bit up there in the middle, and then just the competitive. But once he got to know you, and then realized four times Stanley Cup champion, he's like, wow, that's you know, you win something four times in a sport. And then he just those are majors, and you too. can see yeah, they are and, and he just damn right the That's kid the cop. kid just damn uh cop. he enjoyed it so much he said it's the it's the best time in three years he's ever had playing in a program um the camaraderie and then I think just Darren and him walked together and then just Darren offering his advice and picking his mind and well, it, it was just like a talk and 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 really to see like and you you must um find that with younger uh, songwriters or artists, or you oh, yeah. come across and like you s- said, how old is the? Uh, what was the guy's J- name? Jason I'm supposed Isbell. to remember. Jason Isbell. How old is that yeah. kid? Well, Jason's, you know, but he's, he's been, been around, he's been but- around for a while, but he's in his late thirties. You know, he might be forty now, but bro, he's been writing killer songs for a decade, like upper level, beyond anything that anyone else is writing. Super, super special. So it's like, how do you teach that? Your boy, you're talking about golfing with the yeah. young guy. How do you teach that that killer instinct, that that attitude, the right mindset? Because it's putting yourself in the reps. And like for him, he shot 59 only a second time ever done on the Canadian two or three weeks ago on a Sunday. On a Sunday, Ugh. which which 
<laughs> proved to him because I said to him, when did you realize that you could do it? Because he shot five under on the front, which is great. But he said after 16, and I said, well, what did you learn about yourself? And he said he learned that that, that that's what he would live for. And, and Perry was talking to him, but he had a two-shot lead when he signed in because he went off early and made it happen, and he ended up losing by two. But just that experience of, hey, I wasn't, you know, 59 is nothing to battle ash at. But it's it's also too is and out of anybody what I realize everything's just repetition. It's just it doesn't matter if it's if it's like the shot is just the same setup, the same met like I told him, I said, when I look at him, I said, I don't know where it's going, but you have a plan. It's right. going where you want. I right. mean, there's not like and if he I don't think he missed a shot, but if he missed a little bit of his shot or something like that. It was like, it was. He missed. He missed one on the par three, a two hundred and forty-two a yard par yeah, three. Yeah, he, so he blocked. He blocked a hair right <laughs> yeah, in. Just the, yeah, he was right side of the green. I mean, pin but, high, yeah. pin high, right side, hit iron. That was his miss. Yeah, it, 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 it's just impressive to see perfect. You know, like anybody great at their craft. Well, you said the word repetition. Yeah, you know, it's all it is hard work, and you got to do it over and over. What have you put in to get out? Well, again, man, you know, that's that's what's great about golf is any of us can go out there, any of us sitting at this table, we can go out and swing the golf clothes, man, and we could have one shot where we hit it as good as a pro. You know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden, you, well, everybody said Perry. But no. Oh, no. he's sorry. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, no. he, he was pointing at you, man. I'd say he's, that. He's jumping. No, that's good. That's all right. We... Go ahead, continue. But listen, man, uh, here's yeah, a, you're gonna here's see a, yourself. Here's a hockey question for you, bro. Yeah. So obviously, a go a great golfer, you know, he's visualizing that shot, like you were just kind of describing. He's he you know he, he picks his target, he can see where it's going to go, and he executes the shot. Is it the same thing with a hockey slap shot? Do you visualize no where it's, it's going? It's, uh, no, but I can see the net in my head. Right, so it's more muscle memory to where I'm at and where I want to go with the puck because in hockey it happens so quick. Yeah. So it's more like you're. It's, it's like when you see like a guy take the one time or whatever. A lot of times, it depends on who it is. If if it's a Brad Hall or Brendan Shanahan, they can put it where they want. If it's a if it's a Darren McCarty, he's trying to hit the net hard. Yeah, I'm trying to hit as hard as I can. But I, I'm trying to get it up or down on left or right, right? The better you are. But um, you'll visualize, like, that stuff, like, in the dressing room, maybe on the bench, or maybe you'll see something, um, but not. It's happened so fast. As you replay it or maybe you watch video, you'll see things that you didn't see before. But you got to – everything's reactive. It's sort of like playing live. You know, you, you don't know, like, you could prepare for whatever, and boom, there you lose two strings. You got to adapt. And and the thing is, is the great about what the music is that, yeah, a musician would be able to tell there's a string missing. But 90% no, can't, no and that's a tribute to, I've seen it, I've, and and to me, understand, and that's not, not understanding but having more of an understanding and being able to, it's like I said, learning how to listen to yeah, music. Yeah, I mean, I'm not thinking about how I'm playing when I'm playing. No. I just pick up the guitar and I start singing and, 
You know, yeah. I didn't I didn't go, okay, Darren wants to hear Got No Shame. I'm gonna play an A chord and then I'm right, gonna right, play right, the right. G. It's just, yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm just doing it. So I just wish I could get that way with my golf game. I'm just trying to understand why so many hockey players are good at golf. How does that hand happen? Hand eye. Because here. Hand some, eye. Wait, wait. Hand eye. But Perry's going to. Perry's. I, I learned this too because. Perry, will you tell the story? Because it was brought to my attention. And I don't. You know, sometimes. Right. That it's enjoying my truth and I will be truthful. But, you know, I want to make sure that nobody thinks I'm exaggerating. So, Perry, will you take over? Yeah. I had a friend of mine, uh, Mike LaFrance, that took golfing with Matt. What's up, Mike? A little bit ago. <laughs> And we were out there, and Mac was hitting some nice shots, and and Mike made mention to him that, well, of course, you're you're a former pro athlete. You're a pro athlete. You're natural. And oh, it the definitely most helps, poignant man. thing ever said. It's just pure talent, <laughs> pure talent. But no, it's hand eye, and uh, a lot has to do, I think, with the motion shift and the way. But it's still, it's like yeah, my, it gets- my miss is that chicken wing block because I'm bringing the slap shot through. So yeah. there's correlations. Um, you know, the bottom line, I don't care who anybody is. The first thing you got to do is hit the ball on the club face to anybody else. If you're hitting off the toe, the heel, the, you can't. The first thing is, is that make solid contact. Then we'll worry about which way it's going. Yeah. And and a, a great friend of mine who's, who's golfed his whole life, you know, when, when we play together and I start getting in my head, talking about my grip and talking about my chicken wing and all that, he goes, stop. He goes, all I want you to concentrate on is I want you to finish on your left side. Hockey players do that yeah. from the beginning, man. You know yeah. how to transfer that weight. Absolutely. For me to not take up golf until I was almost 30, man, that was hard for me to, to you know, and I still struggle with it. To this do, you, day. do you have stuff like that by, by uh, playing guitar where where you just find that, you know, getting the rhythm or, or, or is it just always once you, I mean, when you played tonight, you picked up the guitar, no warm ups, no nothing. And you just were right into it. Yeah. I mean, again, I think the reps is what helps, man. You know, the more you do it, those are some of the, the feelings and experiences I've had on this new album, guys. It's like, I used to be really almost too self-aware if i was going to play especially a brand new song yeah and with this well record, it goes back it goes back to that would it be a little bit of insecurity yes totally totally, totally. and i haven't felt this on this record i remember the first time I, I picked up an acoustic in front of a crowd and i said hey i'm gonna play you guys a brand new song i've never played That's this deep. anywhere and i launched into it i had my eyes closed and i sang it just like i sang it a minute ago to you guys and when i hit that last note and finished you know the place went bonkers so what what is it that you want with this album and like for like because of that it's like the freedom like that's what i'm looking what what do you want me to listen for or to hear that you think that that is important because of the that's like I'm gonna be listening like all you said like I'm gonna be listening to like the freedom and then and the um, self confidence. Yeah, I mean, as a to tell you the truth, man, I think what I would love to have happen for you to be able to listen to somebody that you've known about for yeah. 25 years that sounds more comfortable yeah. in his own skin yeah. it, and, than he's ever sounded. You know, because that's how I feel. Listen, I'm working on the follow up record right now. And it's going to be better than that one. I'm telling you. Oh, wow. I, dude, this I, is I believe you, but you see, do you see the correlation, like the symmetry in our lives as far as that is what grind time is as far as my voice and why it's so important not only 
to get this episode in and be consistent with this and to build this thing up because to have these conversations to be because it's really it's selfishly sharing that's what i'm doing this is selfishly sharing because i'm going to get all this stuff from everybody and it's just to be able to share with everybody else to hear that growth because i know the insecurity yeah. And I know the I'm not good enough, or should I be here? Maybe Why I the fuck be. are they this to now? The person, it's like fucking here I am. Hear I, me, motherfucking roar! I got this. I got this. Uh, I got. This. I got this, and I got it my way. Well, Mac, this is why I'm so honored to be on your show, man. I'm so grateful. Well, family, See, this is bro. so much fun for me, man, because your show is badass. Thanks, dude. You are a man of the people. That everybody to be. Everyone listening knows that we all knew that when we first met and you. That's, and then and, and this whole, is a great platform for you to reach. Hey man, there's a lot of people listening right now. They're struggling with something. Absolutely. They're doubting themselves. It's with work or relationships or health or whatever. And you make them feel better about themselves. But and here's the thing that Perry and I were talking about too, is that like what what I want grind time with Darren McCarty to be is that this is a like safe this is a family you know i don't care about the bullshit that somebody else well I, i'm about the people whoever i bring in here or whoever wants to come on that's like it's it's to stir up i want to know who would love to talk and who would love to either come in or who would love to call who's got something to say who's got a message to spread because grind time dear mccarty is a facilitation service to stuff that i like and you know what Guess what? T-Roy and I like a lot of the same stuff. So do Bam Bam and I and Perry and you and, and all these people. And what I what now as we're building, you know, I I lead into this because, you know, it goes into relationships and what I've we're starting to build here. I mentioned cattails, well, herbal active. Um, people always ask me about C B D and about you know, the, the THC, the 0.3 with the CBD, and, you know, the bottom line is, like I tell everybody, that is just like having your name on the list to the club, but you get in the door quicker. You, it, without, with the hemp, which is the THC-free, you'll get in the club, but you'll wait in line. But there's different products out there, so I found, and I've come into agreement here at Grind Time with Darren McCarty with Herbal Active, herbalactivenoe.com, Right, use the code DMAC25, you get 25% off whatever you order. Now, there's bombs. Bombs you rub on your skin. It will relieve. I gave Mike clown ass some upstairs and he slept and he he's wondering, oh why? You know, dude, this stuff worked. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. I got the the glowingest endocannabinoid system in the fucking history of man. <laughs> This is what keeps me fucking going. But herbal active, because it is uh, ships everywhere. It's absolutely THC free. So it's the hemp derivative. You can get lozenges any which way. Check it out. Herbalactive.com. Remember, active with no E. DMAC 25, 25% off your order. I love the fact that it's the people getting behind. Like I said, there's uh, also other things happening. But, you know, grind time with Darren McCarty is about the people and it's about about surviving and about p helping the person who needs the help. Now, in saying that, 
I'm at the point in my life, dude, and you realize this too. I'm not here to argue. I'm here to, for the guys that mean want to question. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Right? You want to argue? You can go fuck yourself. I ain't because I ain't gonna argue with you anymore. I'm just not coming around you, or I won't associate with you. But I want that person to know, to to know that that we're here for him, no matter what it is, because it's just enjoying the stuff we like. I love it, dude. I love it. Can you uh? You gotta play full shine on. I got a uh, so when you're playing your solo tour, are you is you is it all acoustic? Are you acoustic no, electric, are you mixing no, it up? Perry. This entire year, man, I've done a combination of some acoustic dates, but I've got a badass band. Yeah, my friends from Nashville, all guys that live there. So top yeah, shelf guys, guys. So like, yeah. So we got David Johnson on it, and I was gonna mention this too. Anybody who wants to get involved at the show sponsorship? We're actually. We're actually, I need some help social media. So anybody who's social media that can, wants to maybe uh, put in a, uh, put in a hand or think that they can help out in some way, email nick at darrenmccarty.com. Um, oh, I'm going to definitely light you up this week, bro. I'm going to be sharing it on all. Yeah. And, and, and also that. too, you can reach Nick or use Nick at, uh, DarrenMcCarty.com. If you know, you need, want information, get a hold of us. You want any information about Damon or where, wherever else, because with this kick-ass band, we're going to for sure have you guys, uh, Back or we're gonna we're gonna figure something bring, out with this I, guys. I gotta bring the band. Yeah, to we will. We'll, we'll figure. Don't don't worry. You haven't met Nick, but Nick gets shit done, and and we'll we'll put a priority on something like this. But we'll make it. Oh, we're gonna make happen. it happen. There's no doubt. But to your question, Perry, yeah, I'm doing a mix of both. You know, I went out and did a bunch of, about three weeks of tour dates in May. We supported our friends in the Winery Dogs. You know about that yeah. band, Billy Sheehan, yeah. Richie Cox, absolutely. Monster band, yeah, Mike dude, Portnoy, monster great. names, bro. And they took care of us, man. Their crowd good. was great to us, you know, and uh, so that was good. And uh, I'm actually going to Europe in a couple weeks to do. I'm doing four festivals with Thin Lizzy. We're doing oh, cool, yeah, dude. How, how how? Let's talk about that. What's up, like playing for like a band that's like a band that changed my life when I was a kid. <laughs> so you know? talk about that. Yeah, man, I idolized Thin Lizzy. I, uh, so you idolized Thin Lizzy, and you got to play with him. And then you got to play with Alice Cooper, and then you got to be his, his I mean, golf I had, pitch. I had Jesus a, Christ, dude, I thought I was rolling. No, I had, dude, I've had a great dude, career, man. I've, I've had such a great experience. Music has given me everything. And uh, But, you know, I had a couple of Alice Cooper records as a kid, but Thin Lizzy I worshipped. I had all the Thin Lizzy records. I studied Because those, why? Because of the guitar players. Of? You know, Scott Gorham, Gary Moore, Brian Robertson, Snowy White, John Sykes came in at the end. The great Eric Bell was in the band to begin with. Was one more influential than the other? Uh, they were all really special, Darren. You know, it's kind of like a great... You know, like a get under, hockey team, man. Right, like, you get under the, the, the culture of the organization. You get yeah. under the Thin Lizzy organization. Yeah. But then the extra bonus was that it. that's how I learned to start writing songs, man. Phil Lynott was one of the greatest songwriters of all time. So that band just offered me everything. They were sort of like my Beatles, you know, songwriting, lyrics, guitar playing, arrangement, performance. I saw those guys, man, when I was 15 years old. They played cool in Huntsville, that? Alabama. And dude, they... that's just like me, getting to play for the Red Wings, growing up cheering for them, dude. Yes. Yes, bro. And you went out and kicked ass. And you were out and kicked ass, too. I the same thing, kicking ass, you got to go yeah. to Europe and kick so, ass. Yeah. yeah, man. You know, Thin Lizzy is so much fun, and I'm looking forward to these dates, but especially how... 
how the band is is doing it now. You know, they don't go out and do sixty dates. No, we do. We did six festivals in two thousand sixteen. That's what the grinder we're doing four. So we're gonna do those four festivals. I'm coming right back home, getting back on the road with my band, and uh, and I love it. But you know, all those great Thin Lizzy. Maybe we'll have to get in town. Maybe we'll get Grinder open up for you. Let's do it. Let's do it, bro. Make it happen. Talk, right, Billy? Talk to your oh, boy, Nick. Boy. No, I, no, I, well, no, I was just telling Billy. Billy Reedy's my guitar player. He's going to be in next week, actually. It's uh, awesome. very special. Uh, I'm going to have another guest, but very special because we're going to talk old school because it's uh, uh, we're going to talk dads because uh, it's the anniversary passing of his dad, the big chief, and uh, uh, we talked about this a long time ago. So we're going to... That'll probably be our Father's Day sort of special talk about stuff like that. But Billy's my guitar, uh, my guitarist, and, and he's had to take a break for a while. But he's like me. We all, you know, you have to get away. But he's he's now he's getting the itch. So well, give Billy my regards, man. Well, I look forward to seeing him. Absolutely, we can do something together. That would be oh, that would yeah. be pretty cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You know me. Ain't afraid to say, yeah, Fred. That sounds like a good time, don't it, T. Roy? Yeah. We yeah. probably talked to Vinny Dombrowski too. Oh, geez. Sponge. Oh my God, Vinny. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. We, we could do a. Oh, dude. The, oh. Uh, the Orbitsons. Absolutely. That'd be great. The Orbitsons. Uh, Dave. Yeah. Um. So, uh, will you play? Uh, Can I play some of Fool Shine? Yeah. Will you play some of Fool Shine yeah, on for me here? And oh, and, and now honest. explain. Now this is uh this one came out in with Brother Kane. Ninety-five. Ninety-five. This came Brother Kane, and this was the song that was on the radio when when we met because that song was a hit into '96. So we met in February of '96. Now, when you wrote this one, that like you said, the other one was on the "I Got No Shames," like you know, "Fuck You for Being Haters." Yeah. What's this one? Oh, this was definitely relationship based. Uh, a, a kind of a toxic relationship or one that shouldn't have happened but it happened anyway and uh it, it had a lot of extremes a lot of highs a lot of lows and um and that's what the title is about to kind of sing it to the world like hey we all find ourselves in relationships that we maybe shouldn't be in now when it when it when it when it becomes a hit when people like get it and respond, does that make it? Is that is that the payoff when you when they get what you're trying to serve? Not the fact that it goes, but just the fact that people hear you. Well, what's fun for me about a lot of my songs is people don't. My songs aren't as completely direct. They're, no, they're a little no. abstract. You know, you gotta and listen. I, and to, I like that. You gotta listen to your songs to properly three, four times to hear. Like the music, I always listen to it music a couple times first, and then I'll get into the words, and then I'll put, and I'll be like, oh, I'm, wow, look at that. Yeah, yeah, and and I think my songwriting back then was more like that. I'm trying to write more direct lyrics now, you know, like the Kings, like Bob Seger, yeah. like Tom Petty. Yeah. They just tell it straight, man. Those are the best songs. Good. Wouldn't you just lay it out? Good, that, and that's progress, and like that's self-awareness, so, and that's evolution. Yeah, man. All right. So, uh, so it's hey, Perry. This one's for you, bud. This one's for you, baby. <laughs> K 
come and see me Can't you see me It's so easy To believe in you I believed in you Your intention My addiction in no people, you'll be safe in here. I was saved in here. No tomorrow Come together Only here and now And we need it now Walk the narrow Straight and narrow Look behind me Happy July happy 4th, 4th. Yeah, and happy Canada 4th. Day that passed. Um, 
Just want to say thank you for the late night. Bam, bam, thank you. Uh, good luck getting your ass kicked by a girl tomorrow. Um, <laughs> he knows it's coming. He likes it, though. Uh, T-Roy for the hospitality. Yeah, thanks um, for being here. Yeah, always. and uh, Perry, thank you as always. And my brother, Damon. Guys, this has been epic. Uh, listen, hey, this is just the beginning. Guys, you, hey, listen. Hey, oh, he, now we're going. Hey, it's just I'm just glad. You know what? Like I said, it's the same thing. All the old friends. Let's get back on or whatever everybody's doing. It's just facilitate the love, and it's just like it's meant to be. There's too much stuff, but this is the first of many. Whatever we can do, and it's it's sky's the limit. We we go where we're going, and for you to be the first one. To the new studio, it meant a lot. It kicks off everything. Thanks so, all of you guys, man. Thank, listen, thanks thank to the uh, thanks to the grind time listeners out there, man. Um, yeah, check, where can they check out? Uh, give give us, and, thank and we'll you. make sure that we get it up. But it's uh, really easy, guys. DamonJohnson.com. Everything is there. You can you can buy you can order the music if you want. Absolutely, if you want and vinyl that, if you want the CDs. It's all and on here's, there. And and this is a thing that we're gonna do too, as you guys hear, as we're getting into this is July fourth now. So within the, hopefully ten days, that DarrenMcCarty.com is gonna be launching where we're gonna have everything. So the fact that my I'm what I'm doing is everything runs through. So Damon Johnson will be in, in the music section. So you'll be able to find his stuff until then you want to check it out. Uh, memoirs of an uprising, you know, uh, look for it. Like you said, this is epic. It's the start of something new and you're already working on the second one, but, uh, uh, always best success. Uh, say hi to the lovely Linda for me. And, I will uh, brother. I will. Uh, Gabriel said to tell you hello, yes, by the way. My son Gabriel yeah. is, is How almost, old is he now? He's almost 15. Wow. And uh, when we moved to Nashville in 2013, the Predators offered this camp for the kids. And, you know, Gabe had played a little baseball. He played some soccer. Nothing had really connected with him. And so we went down to that Predators camp, man. And he spent most of the first session on his ass. He couldn't even <laughs> stand up on the skates. But he kept getting back he up, got right? Man, he got off the ice with the biggest smile on his face. And Isn't that what Now he's in, his, uh, he's in his sixth year. He's playing Bantam League. Yeah. And he's fun? tall like his dad. He's having a blast, man. That's he all loves it, And we love it. And that's it. great down there. They, they, Nashville's adopted it real well. Well, the best, Mac, is he loves to tell the story to all his hockey, his new hockey family. He tells them the story about how his parents met. Oh, so, so all the coaches, you know, the guy that's the head of the youth league there, he can't, but he comes and makes me, you know, Darren McCarty. I'm like, yeah, dude, he is. <laughs> that, that is the best. It's dude. the best, man. It is the best. So I get, man. I get a lot of, uh, I get a lot of DMAC questions, man. With hey, the hockey and and I Nashville. can't think of a better guy. I mean, hey, and I'm going to hold you to that, Alice Cooper. Oh, it's gonna uh, happen, yeah, it's dude. Gonna happen. Uh, we gotta get out. Hey, we gotta. I, get I, you, hey, I'll let you audition Perry, but we can get it. Nick, hey, Nick hits a deep. Oh, Nick and Perry will be fighting for the. Hopefully, Alice will bring the fourth. <laughs> He's coming. Right. Hey, Alice is coming in the town. Yeah. Uh, you know, coming up here. He's got a show coming. So, no, hey, that's gonna happen. 
Good. Then let's count go. on it. I'll, yeah, I'll I'll I'm in. No, make it happen. I'll you heard it, it here. Yeah, I'm coming. DamonJohnson.com, people, get yeah, you right. get you some music, get you a badass T-shirt. And listen, I love streaming. Just go to Spotify or Apple Music. You can listen to my, all my music, man. The live record, the new record. Some is of it my on stuff. Spotify, dude? Every- oh, I know. My next casino fucking headphone section <laughs> session is, dude. Oh, when me and fucking China Shores gonna have a fucking fist fight, I'll be fucking jamming the white boy Damon. When I hit the fucking monster fucking free spins, it'll be because of fucking fools shining up, Perry. Well, guys, hey, that's it for us tonight at Grind Time. Thank you again to my fucking brother from another mother, David Johnson. Thank you. Perry, bam, bam. Nick, great work, buddy. Thank you to uh, everybody of Run Into. I'll forget everybody. Yeah, you're welcome. Super Stroke, obviously, Dean Cobra. Uh, I just got my, I'll talk about that next time. I got my one length set. I'll uh, just let you know that with my 88 mile per hour swing, swing speed with my seven iron, the ball the ball speed was 110 coming off my TaylorMade. It's 122 coming off these new Cobras, which means seven iron carries 180. Sick! Anyways, remember here on this 4th of July, folks, this is grind time. And no matter how many times you fall down, it doesn't matter how long it takes to get your ass back up. That's grind time. Love you. We're out.